We're cooking a Mexican fiesta with Neil Patrick Harris and David Burka. They're joining us from their home kitchen. Everybody, I'm Rach, Rachel Ray, and you're listening to Cook Tracks. It's a brand new, super cool way to cook. Each episode will be right alongside you. Well, kinda, we'll be in your ear, taking you step by step through a dish or a meal in real time. We'll be adding a little pinch of tips, tricks, and fun stories to keep you guys entertained and up your cooking game. Needless to say, we've got your back in the kitchen. I mean it, guys. You literally don't have to worry about a thing. I'm going to keep you on track with my buddy, Cappy. Think of him as our kind of play-by-play announcer for the cook-along. And since not all stoves are created equal, boy, do I know that. If you guys get a little caught up, just hit pause. You don't have to read a recipe, and it isn't rocket science. This is not something you're supposed to take seriously. We want you guys to have fun. Follow along, and at the end of each episode, we'll have made a dish or a meal from start to finish together. Gather up your ingredients, pour yourself a drink or a cup of tea, and turn your volume up to 11. This is Cook Tracks. Take it away, Cap. Hey everyone, it's Cappy. The episode you're about to hear was recorded as part of a virtual live at home series produced by the Food Network and Cooking Channel, New York City Wine and Food Festival. I was honored to moderate over 30 of these classes with some of the world's greatest chefs and culinary personalities. And now they're available to you right here on Cook Tracks. You can find all the ingredients and equipment you need to cook along right here in your podcast player or on our website, cooktracks.com. We hope you're ready to have some fun. And remember, some of these chefs follow these recipes to a T, while others cook from the heart and use the recipe as a guide. I want to mention that all proceeds raised from the series benefited a restaurant employee relief fund, No Kid Hungry, and Food Bank for New York City. To learn more about the At Home series, go to nycwff.org backslash at home. We appreciate all of your support. Thank you and enjoy this episode. I like that close-up shot, Neil. Huh? What? (laughs) All right. Excellent. Allow me to pat these gentlemen on the back very quick. These are two great guys, really and truly. I had the fortunate opportunity to talk to them on my Beyond the Play podcast. Um, They're two great dads. They're extremely giving, and they've truthfully inspired me and helped me a lot um, with tips they gave me for my twins when we did that podcast. Neil Patrick Harris is a five-time Emmy Award winner. He's been included on Time Magazine's Time 100 Most Influential List, and you know and love him on film, television, and stage. David Burka is a Le Cordon Blue trained chef, caterer, and award-winning actor. Um, he also has a book out called Life is a Party, hence the beautiful set he's, he's created in his kitchen, uh, filled with delicious recipes and tips to celebrate a variety of occasions. Um, Having said that, it's an extreme privilege to introduce them because they're also known for their generosity, their work with Food Bank for New York City, God's Love We Deliver, Elton John Foundation, just to name a few. Um, David and Neil, we ready to cook? Totally. Awesome. Let's do this. Um, uh, Share with everybody what we're cooking today. And then um, everybody, if you're cooking at home, we have three recipes, as you know. So we're going to do a roll call of ingredients and equipment and then we'll do a recipe, and then we'll do another roll call of ingredients and equipment, and so on and so forth. So why don't we all kick us off? What are we gonna uh, get working with here first? Great, so this is, um, since it's Cinco de Mayo tomorrow, and may the fourth be with you. Uh, happy, happy Cuatro de Mayo. 
Um, we thought we'd put our sort of Mexican fiesta party together. This is a, a few recipes, two recipes from my book, which uh, actually has a awesome Mexican fiesta chapter. Cheers. So is true. Lots of the props you see. <laughs> so we've got. Yeah, uh, to make paper flowers, dude. So we're going to do a, a guacamole. It yeah, teaches how to do uh, paper yeah. flowers. Yeah, that's right. Each one takes you like, uh, you know, five hours. That's <laughs> great. That's so we're going to do an easy guacamole, yeah. a classic margarita, and a nacho burrito. Not mine, nachos. I'll uh, be making that tomorrow, David. Nacho oh, burritos? Mm-hmm. Right yeah, on. For sure. Really delicious. Kind of so what are we going to get going with? What recipe are we going to do first? Guacamole? Neil's got a little bit of prep to do. While, uh, so I'll put the guacamole together, and, um, and we'll go from there. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a... A bowl like this. No, first, first. Tell tell everyone what we should have in front of them for for to, to execute the guac. We should have a half a red onion, a jalapeno, three cloves of garlic, mince. I'm gonna mince one up for you guys to show you. Some lemon juice, aroma tomato, some salt and pepper, and three ripe avocados. Am I missing anything? No. No, that's it. Uh, how about a, any essential equipment they need right now? Uh, just a chef's knife for now. And your right, and a bowl. A juicer and, and a bowl. Your, and your brain. Perfect. And, and your brain. So let's, get, let's give everyone like 30 quick seconds. You could peel your onion if you want, but let's give everyone 30 quick seconds to run to the fridge or the pantry if anyone says, oh no, I forgot the jalapeno or, you know, um, needs a bowl or something. Kathy, uh, can you see? Are there a lot of people cooking out there? Can you see? I'm going to take a peek and let you know. I see, I see uh, people in their kitchen. I see people in their kitchen. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'll try and keep an eye on them. And everybody, this is fun. You know, don't don't take it too serious. Cooking's not brain surgery. So if you don't have that jalapeno, then you don't have a jalapeno. It's all right. All respect. We, we, we chose things to cook. Look, I'm no Zachary. You know, <laughs> chef, he's got this, but I'm assuming that we're not, you know, we're not here to like masterfully impress you guys with our Thomas Kellerness. We're not we making chose, it for long. We chose, <laughs> uh, no, we chose <laughs> recipes because they're, they're, they're relatively simple. As long as you know the ingredients and as long as you know how to mix them together, you should be good. So you, it's we're not baking. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I need a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, a lot of that? A lot of stuff. A lot. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna start with the half of red onion. I like a red onion. Some people like white onion. You can use either. Um, and what we're gonna do is just chop it. If you can see here, I've got this half of red onion. I've already cut it. I took the skin off, um, and I'm just gonna cut it into cubes. So you, the thing about doing onions is nice because they have this whole ridge here. You can see the lines. You can just follow down on the lines of the onion and keep going around. We want to do fairly close together because the closer together, the, the smaller the dice. But not all the way through. Yeah, not all the way through. So then it doesn't. I did it all the way through. You said I got jinxed. So then we take the, the, the heel of the knife here and do cuts this way, but don't cut your fingers off. Okay, and then chop them down. 
Hey, hey Neil. Hey, Neil. We have a fellow, uh, a New Mexican answer asking a question. If we can use a hatch chili instead of a jalapeno, how do you feel about well, yeah, that? Yeah, so hatch green chilies. Green chilies are the best thing. And you know, there's a town in, uh, called Hatch, New Mexico, and they are known sort of the way Champagne is a region within France where you have an amazing uh, spirit called Champagne. You can have the hatch style of green chili. Fantastic! They grow a season a year. You can uh, you can look them up online, and different hatch green chili places will, will send you full green chilies that are uncooked, and then you can smoke them. Get a complete char on the outside of it, then peel the char off, cut them in half, de-seed them, have them like strips, like steaks almost. Those are perfect on top of a burger. You can dice them up. They come in like different uh, levels of degrees of heat. Um, we make green chili chicken. Tacos or burritos, or in my book, there's a green chili chicken enchilada recipe that's quite good. Yeah, good. Green chili is a game changer. Who knew? Sure. Who, who knew yeah. that? Who knew that Neil Patrick Harris was a green chili expert, huh? But you, you could use. A, I wouldn't use a raw poblano pepper. That's what a green chili is: is a poblano pepper. I wouldn't use a raw poblano because um, that's a pepper, not an onion. But if you wanted to put some roasted green chili in it, like just. Just take the poblano or the hatch green chilies that come already diced and, and peeled, put it on the burner, uh, fire roast it, put it in a bag, steam it, then take the skin off, then chop it up, and then put it in the guacamole if you'd like. This is I mean, there's no rules about cooking. This, this is our cooking. relationship in a nutshell. I get excited about it. I'm not exactly accurate. And then Johnny, Johnny went to college here, says, uh, yeah, here's how you really do it. Yeah. I want to give a, a shout out to, uh, uh, there's a Scott watching. Happy 44th birthday to Scott. Hope you're cooking along. Happy 44th birthday. Nice. Um, so then we've got our onion. We're are you, are you chiming in because we're boring you? <laughs> we, we got this. <laughs> the jalapeno. Half a jalapeno. Half a jalapeno. We're going to cut it in half. We're gonna de-seed it. I mean, you can always keep the seeds in there if you'd like mm. uh, for extra heat. I like to take it out. You know, my kids are getting better. Our kids are getting better with with heat. I'm there too. But um, but you can always add hot sauce at the end, or you can. But I gotta say, what makes the the, the, the guacamole great is the heat level, and what makes the heat level are the seeds in the in the jalapeno. So when you de-seed it, he's doing a full-on de-seed. You take a spoon. DC Comics, by the way, my favorites. That's not true. I'm much more of a Marvel guy. So he's going to take that and try it Then I would say take an extra, the other half. I'm not going to touch with my finger pants. Like this. And then I would take half of that and dice it up with the seeds like we did last time. Just to give it a just, little bit of a kick. And you could put that on the side, oh, too. You can dice it up. So I'm just going to make a really small dice on this. So nice little small strips. Make sure you wash your hands after this. Dude. You never want to, you know, dice a, a, a pepper and then go to the bathroom. Truth. Which my dad has done Truth. before. Screaming out of the house. No wiping, no wiping. Right into the pool. So then we got these nice little stripes. And now we're going to do a small dice. Here's a good tip with guacamole. I'm the, I'm the guy who usually uh, puts it all together. David's generally the one who breaks it all down. Uh, if you want to make guacamole, Break all the ingredients down. Mise en place. Mise en place. Mise en place. it down into small little bowls so it's all ready to go, except for the avocado, which you have to do last. Just look at you. I'm telling you, someone on my screen is living there. Look at that. 
guacamole life right there. They already mixed all out. You see, like we've done some of that here with the tomatoes, got it ready to go. Right. Jalapeno. So then that's it. That's your garlic. It's super minced and super fine. So I just did one of those. You might, you know, I have it all prepped out. If you guys want to wait a little bit longer or less garlic, you can always use garlic salt or granulated garlic is really nice. Um, I've done mine. Nice. Does someone want to make a paste or we're good with raw garlic? Uh, yeah, sure. Show. Sure. All right. So you're taking all your raw garlic here. We're gonna even we're gonna break it down even more. The reason we want to do this is because if you add the garlic salt, you're you're playing with the salt, and salt is gonna be a key thing in the guacamole. That's how you're gonna be able to really do some taste testing and tell. If you add garlic salt, you're mixing with the salt straight away. You want your salt to be just salt, right? If you you can in a pinch. And by the way, just a pinch. But now, if you're gonna use garlic, you don't you want to you don't want to be eating the guacamole and get like a big massive chunk piece of garlic in your mouth. So this is for people who like it. This is also really good to do when you want garlic paste for like a Caesar salad. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take some Caesar. I don't even know her. Caesar. Uh, just some salt. Put it over the garlic like that. Oh, okay. And then I'm going to chop it even more so. Oh. And I'm going to drag my knife over it. So you're dragging the knife over the garlic and it's almost like an exfoliant on your face. The salt is like, it's breaking it down. Yeah, it's helping the knife, because knife's smooth. Knife's smooth on top. Not rough, rough. Add the salt, then a rough, rough knife, not smooth. Smashy, smashy. It's, it's in a straight line, smash it down. We're yeah. gonna cut it down a little bit more. See how it's breaking down? Can I just say that it pastes to know how to do this? I'm, enjoy I'm enjoying this, Neil. I'm enjoying this. Hey, thanks. Wait till I start drinking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So then that's, and look at that. It's amazing. Yeah. Now you're just showing up. Let's be honest. Well, I mean, you can break it down even further. Break it down now. You can take it further than this. But see how it's nice and it's sort of wet? All the yes. oils have been... Broken down, it's yeah, yeah. good. Good like that. Good like that. It's chill like that. It tastes like that. All right. You don't waste like that. 
Shout out to Diggable Flames. Are they on? Are they here? Nope, they're not. So that's just a break. So you could do Gilly even more. It's not that. It's not broken down, but we got to move on. This is just crazy. Uh, I hope all your garlic is all your garlic is broken down. All right. Um, and now we're gonna put it all together. No tomato. Oh tomato. Yes. Thank you. So here's the, here's the, why tomato. Why not just take a tomato? You're smashing up the avocado. Why not just smash up some tomato in there? Why did? Because you're gonna get all the seeds and it's gonna be all messy. And that's too much liquid content, right? Yeah, you don't want to. You want to think about the end result of the guacamole. It's like when you're making, um, how do I say, um, pancakes. If you overblend the mixture of the pancakes, you wind up with just this pancake-like puree. No one wants a good guacamole puree unless you're eating at a subway sandwich shop in in the middle of Michigan on a road trip. You know what I'm saying you want it to be like folded and mixed, but still with lumps and stuff, right? So you want to, you don't want to overmix. So this is he's gonna take out the moisture, take Watch. out the seeds parts. Got one tomato. This Cut is the great. end off like this, like so. Yeah. Oh, we're going. We're going, we're going in. So I take my knife here. No. Boom. Just to the side, so you get to the end, mm -hmm. and as you cut around. Oh, good. You're moving. Mm-hmm. So just kind of turn the tomato and leave all the gook in the middle. This is all. Now you can use this for soup or stock or whatever. So you want to get those, those seats out. Just, you can save them if you'd like, but this is great. So now I put it up flat. This is also a good technique if you're dismembering people. If you go, because then you put out. And you cut it into strips. Okay. How do you the strips? Break it down. And now you're able to cut it into cubes. So now we have a little bit of cubes of jalapeno. We have a little bigger cube of the red onion. We have a little bit bigger cube of the tomato. And we have the break it down now paste of the garlic. What else do you need? Salt. Salt. Some lemon. Some avocados. Yes, sir. And some lemon. Pepper. Hot sauce, if you like. Okay, so there we go. So I've got a bowl. So we're gonna add in our onion first. You brought or you pepper? No, first I would add in. I would go jalapeno, no? I mean, I would go out uh, of You want to put all sure. the stuff in first? Whatever you'd like, sir. You you put it together. I usually just mix it all out, and then he takes credit for most of the work. It worked well with pizzas as well. He does yeah. the sauce. He does all the sauce. He does the doughs. He cuts them into little pieces. Brings them out, and I'm the guy who's like, oh, look at this. Woo, I can put it in the oven. So you take your avocado, you cut it in half carefully, and pop it up, and you have uh, two halves like this. You want to take your knife, careful, careful, whack it down onto the seed itself, and then put it in the trash. You want to save one or two. You can save one or two. There's a wives tale that says, if you put the seed back in at the end, then it keeps it from going brown. I'm not so sure. I think it's real. I think that's real. When you're doing this as kind of another little barrel, you can use the seed to start, just watch your fingers again. Please, people. Please, peeps. I talk like you're nine years old and I'm your father. How many of these are we going to do? You? Three. Three avocados? Yeah, these three. These are discharged ones. Cool. Take this out. We're going to save this, you said, yeah? Maybe. Okay, cool. And here's another one. Dead air. This is this is what they don't like on the food network, David. It's okay. It's okay. Everyone's working with us. Well, maybe. Not everybody. All right. 
All right. All right, keep this one straight. All right, so, so we have our avocados. Now here, I'm, I'm a stickler, again, about this not turning into paste. And I'm at Garten has a really great basic uh, uh, guacamole recipe that sort of involves a lot of dice. So take your knife and uh, lightly dice, lightly make slices inside the avocado itself. You're protected from your, uh, from your cutting because of the skin of the avocado. If you want to, you can go sideways and do the same thing again. So you're sort of pre-dicing. Don't need to, but can. So why don't For you the sake of time, we won't. For the sake of time, we'll just dip spoon. Take a spoon. Nice. Hey, hey guys, while you're, while you're scooping and slicing and dicing, a question from Patricia coming in. Do you have a type or size of avocado that you prefer? Uh, I like a bigger avocado, like just a regular, I don't like the mini ones so much. The bigger ones tend to go bad faster, but this is the perfect size. Just a regular Haas. Yeah, Haas avocado. I think that's the brand, but, um, but yeah, that's what I like. Yeah. My, that's my favorite kind of avocado. And you guys all, I'm sure, know if you're here and you're fans of food, that if they're a little bit under, it's less good with the guacamole. And if that's so, just put them in a paper bag, close up the bag for, I don't know, 24, 48 hours. Yeah. Paper, brown paper bag. Or and watch and some Netflix. Put them in a dark closet. You don't really want to make guacamole with, uh, with unripened. Yeah. Not so good. So now here is another little well, tip. Well, really white. Brown doesn't look good. It still, it still tastes okay. The brown tastes okay. It just doesn't look that appealing. Glass bowl, yeah? Yeah. Um, glass bowl is good with this because you know how I'm all about the dice? No, All about the dice, no trouble. Uh, with the glass bowl, you can do the same thing. Is uh, just You got all these in here. Just make little long cuts all along the bowl. Or you can also use your hands to mush it up. That's a good way of getting the kids involved too. They like getting dirty uh, and just playing with their food. So that's a fun way to get them involved. But we want a, we want a final product that looks uniform, that doesn't look all mashed and mangled. It is nice to, when you dip your chip in. It is nice to get a nice little cube of of people that people that of avocado. So instead of mixing it and smashing it with a fork or something or a spoon, I'm doing it this way. Because don't worry, we're gonna mix it up more soon. Nice, <laughs> looks good. I see some of you all cooking along at home too. Hopefully it's coming 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 along well. It's looking good. I'll do it this way. Lots and lots of lemon juice. Lemon will keep it from turning brown. It also you need more than you think because there's so much fat content inside the avocado that you're gonna break it down with the lemon. I just straight up take the lemon and put it through in my in my actual fingers and open up my fingers just the tiniest bit. And everybody seems to get in, which they did. Then I get a spanking. Oh, another seed. Oh, another again. Couple, right. couple of questions coming in, guys, from people asking, um, do you ever use lime juice uh, in your guacamole instead or in addition to lemon? Um, yeah, you can use lime. You know, I like, I like lemon. It gives it a little brighter of a of a taste for me that's my opinion but lemon lime is fine whatever you got i mean these days it's sort of <laughs> cooking whatever's on the hand uh, so yeah matter of fact here's what i did last time 
is I zested oh some uh, some lemon on the top of it, but brighten it up again. You don't want the the, the guacamole to start tasting too dark and and savory. You want this to be a bright flavor, especially with this product. Hey, Chef Neil. Chef Neil, I feel like you're downplaying your culinary skills a little bit. Dude, dude, I know my way around some guacamole, and that's a yeah. about it. So I'm, I couldn't be more excited to be doing this because I also know uh, how to make a margarita. And I, I like it. About the guacamole. So I like add it. Some lemon juice. Now we can take a fork. Yeah, we want to mash it up, but we just want to mix it together. We can add a ton of salt more too. You are will be surprised at how much salt you need to put inside this. I'm putting two heaping fingers full. Yeah. And for, every, for anyone at home that is gasping, saying, oh my God, that's so much salt. It, it looks like it, but it's really not. If you took what Chef Neil um, just put in there into a measuring spoon, it's a teaspoon-ish. It's not as much as it looks. Yeah, I, you know, uh, the thing about salt, I think that's the biggest mistake that home cooks make is that they don't salt enough. Salt brings out the flavors of your food. You'll see as you, as you, if you, something tastes bland to you, just add a bit more salt and the flavors will all sort of start popping. Truth. And That's a great this point. This is the only time we're adding the salt. Okay. So we have, we have about this consistency, right? You've still got some pieces, you've still got some mush, but otherwise kind of, kind of let it sit. Now we're going to start folding in things and we're going to then start doing this all to taste. So you've got your red onion. We might use a little as like some garnish. I don't know. So we're going to add a fair amount of red onion if that's your thing. If I mean, it's not your thing, I'd add a little bit less. You want to add the garlic paste. Add the jalapeno. All of that. Half of jalapeno usually. And we're going to wait for the tomato for a, a minute because again, now I'm going to sort of mix it together, fold it together. I don't want that. Um, I don't want the, what's it called? We've tasted garlic. I don't, oh, little black pepper, look at this one. Look at this guy, look at this guy with the black pepper. Um, you don't want the paste to only get on a little bit of it. So just mix it around enough. And they're about it here, yeah? Grooves, grooves in the heart. Looks great. Okay, then tomato. You barrel rolled some tomato, I'll put these in. Do you want to use Frank's Red Hot? If you want to put some, you can put Frank's Red Hot, but I'm, I'm a stickler for this brightness of the jalapeno being alone. So I added the, to, the tomatoes that we did, and now with these, again, you don't want to smash them down. We're almost done. We're going to mix it up, fold it together so it's looking great. Hopefully keeping a little of that dice from the avocado. Now is the best part. This is sort of the mixologist in me part. Now you get to take a chip and see what the heck's going on. Did you do too much lemon? Did you do too much too much salt or not enough? Yeah. And David, this recipe we could find in your book too? Yeah, it's in my book. Classic Perfect. guacamole. And there's some we tips in there as well. We've received 143 tips from you already and I, and I keep them coming. Nice. Nice, love it. So I thought that was a little under seasoned of all, of all things. But the onion content is good. Hey, further point to the salt, guys, I, I, I want to reiterate as a trained chef myself, um, if, you, if you cook your own food and season your own food, you're going to be taking in a lot less salt and sodium than you would on processed and prepackaged food. So for those of you that are worried about salt, cooking at home allows you to control that as well.
We we didn't we didn't have cilantro, but we diced it. That's all right. Ready to go because cilantro looks super great as a garnish. And add some more tomato. On but top. you could fold the cilantro in. Yeah, the cilantro should be in there, you know. But you know, whatever. What about one of these? It's that Oh wow, that looks like a. I feel like I'm at a restaurant right now. A little dirty. It looks fantastic. Show us a close up of that. Yes. Find yourself a cool little bowl. That's kind of a mortar and pestle kind of job. It's a makate. What's a makate? I don't know. What's a makate with you? <laughs> My husband. <laughs> All right. One down. Guacamole, baby. Guacamole. One down. down. Everybody good? Give a little, give a little uh, wipe off. Wipe off to the counter. I'm sorry, Kathy, what? I'll say give it a little wipe off to the counter and let's move on. Maybe uh, margarita time, huh? I said I was going to make that, but he sort of just took over like he usually does when guacamole's guacamole around, dude. They should make a song about, they probably do make, they should have a guacamole playlist. David on, uh, and his, uh, in his book has links to yes. Spotify playlists. So he has a single amount of playlists, which is what, five hours or something of yeah. all great songs. Really? Are you cooking six hours or while you're playing? So, yeah, go to, go, to, go to Spotify, look up David Burka profile, and there's a Mexican Fiesta playlist that you can download and enjoy playing while you're cooking. Now, I'm seeing in the comments that a lot of you are talking about the, uh, the guacamole because everyone has their own favorite way of doing stuff, right? Some people, uh, lime versus lemon, some so, people have Tabasco. Zacarian. Zacarian's got a crazy recipe. Well, that's really authentic. That's a really authentic white onion, avocados, salt, white vinegar. That's so this is our opinion. This is my Albuquerque, New Mexican land of enchantment opinion about what I think I prefer in a guacamole. And I mentioned that because now we're moving into uh, margarita lands. And everyone's got an opinion about what they think margaritas uh, should be and uh, what their opinions are. And I'll tell you sort of my vibe with what I like and two ways to make them. Um, apparently, you set recipes. I didn't know that. So I'm kind of going, uh, uh, I'll do mine and you can adjust to yours because I didn't write a cookbook. I just uh, promote it. So, <laughs> and you'll uh, just tell us, Neil, just um, when, when people are getting their stuff together on their counter, uh, well, which ingredients and, and uh -huh. equipment they need for this. So... When you're thinking about making a drink of any sort, you need three different elements to it. I'll start with ideology. You're gonna want your base spirit, you're gonna want something sweet, and you're gonna want something uh, uh, citrusy, soury, or unctuous to cut with, right? So if you're making, say, uh, uh, a dark and stormy, your sweet would be the ginger beer, your sour or citrus would be the lime juice, and then your spirit would be the rum. Same thing if you're making uh, an old fashioned, that's pretty basic. Your, 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 your sweet would be a sugar cube or simple syrup. Then your, your extra stuff would be, I don't know, some bitters, uh, Angostura bitters to help balance the sweet. And then you top it off with your base spirit, which would be your whiskey. So we're doing essentially the same thing with a margarita. Base spirit, tequila, lots of different types. Because we're gonna be powering it with a lot of citrus and a lot of sweet, I wouldn't recommend using an Añejo or extra Añejo tequila, even a Reposado is kind of being fancy pants. You could just use a Blanco, that's perfectly fine. Um, then you're gonna want, what's a Blanco? Uh, nothing, what's a Blanco with you? It's less funny the second time. It was, it was really way to the fourth, got it. Um, so with, with uh, margarita, you can, you can do different things. Tequilas or mezcals, 
we're going to do one of each. Um, then with your sweet, you're going to have some options. With your, with your sour, we're pretty much just going to use lime juice. Juice up some limes. Buy one of these little jobbies. Take your limes. Or this is great because Axo before oh, Axo container yeah. and it tells you how much you juiced. Brilliant, brilliant invention. Yeah. I love Axo. Love it. Yeah, I love Axo. Don't even start on Axo. Um, <laughs> really, truly don't because they make the best, <laughs> craziest products that you think, well, that looks ergonomic, and then you start using it as the greatest thing. So limes, here's the thing about limes. They're awesome and they're delightful, but they're tiny little baby things, right? So what you wanna do before you cut it and juice it is you wanna smash it, roll it, roll it. Have it be like a lime explosion inside or this little sucker. put it in the microwave sucker. for 30 seconds. You can do that, but that makes me feel like then I'm living in the future. I just took a trip to Oaxaca to, to go visit, to visit all of the uh, the different places that are making mezcal and it's amazing how deeply organic and how familial and how simple a lot of this stuff is. So microwaves freak me out a bit at the moment. But you want to juice some limes, get some lime juice ready. Now for sweet, let's talk sweet. For our, 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 our one that we're going to be making first, which is kind of the, your everyday, twice a day margarita, um, you're going to use triple sack. Triple sec is good, it's fine. You can also use other fun things, anything in the sweet department, like uh, here's the Luxardo Maraschino. Ooh, that smells so good. So that's kind of give you kind of a cherry vibe. You've got um, oh, some Cointreau, that's heaven. Chambord, like what's the flavor profile on that? That's like orange, right? Yeah, Chambord's a bit of an orange. Well, Chambord is more of like a raspberry. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. I thought and Cointreau's more of an orangey type thing. So, let's get started. We're gonna want, a, in your single drink, you're gonna want it to be about three and a half ounces of hooch. Hooch meaning liquid, all in. That's kind of where you're thinking with the, with the, what's the word? Pouring with the amounts, with the measuring. So, tequilas are a tea many margaritas. Okay, um, let's start. Here's another tip when you're making drinks. Uh, always start pouring with the smallest uh, uh, quantity first and with the least expensive quantity first because if you make a mistake, you don't have to dump out some expensive uh, tequila or something, right? So uh, we're gonna start and we'll do, I could do a triple sec and just do triple sec lemon juice tequila. That's what's in the recipe. It's not actually. We wanna cut it with a little bit of simple syrup. Why? Is triple sec is in the recipe. Triple sec is in the recipe. Why cut it with simple syrup? Simple syrup gives it a little bit of a body, a roundness to it. Simple syrup, called yeah, simple syrup because it is. One part sugar, one part water. You can put it in a pan, one cup to one cup, half a cup to half a cup. This is a super cool company that makes this little simple syrup jobby. And it just, you, fill it, you fill it up to here with sugar. Then you fill it up to here with water. And you shake that mama until it dissolves. And then you have simple syrup. You can even add a date on it. So we're going to add a little simple syrup and add a little triple sec. I'm going to do, uh, let's do, uh, do like two, three, four, three quarters and three quarters. Okay, so I'll do a quarter ounce of simple syrup and then I'll do a half ounce of triple sec. Where's the triple sec? Oh, and FYI, this, this stuff, the margarita mix, 
it's only good legitimately if you're gonna um, blend it and puree it. Don't waste your time with that if you're gonna make a margarita otherwise. So take some triple sec. We put in a quarter ounce of simple syrup and let's add a half an ounce of the triple sec. That makes us at three quarters of an ounce. Then we're gonna add three quarters of an ounce of lime juice. That gives us, there we go. So that gives us an ounce and a half. So we still need uh, two ounces to make our three and a half ounce drink. And so let's do it. I'm gonna use, I'm gonna use a reposado because I'm bougie and I didn't have any other here. So we'll take uh, two ounces of that. And there we go, we have three and a half ounces of stuff inside said mixer. Make some ice, put it in your water cup. After together, do the shake. Hey, hey. Now, the shaking does two things. A, it makes you look really cool. B, it makes you feel like you got rhythm. Oh, that was only two things. No, there's a third thing. It actually takes the temperature of the, of the, of the liquid down, mixes it all together, and, and shards of the ice are all now tiny all together, put in this thing. So we're gonna take another glass of ice. There's a thing you can do with this plant. I'm in the middle of the Oh, you're handling. I'm making crushed ice. I'm like, I'm like in a crescendo. Okay, okay, I'm okay. Alright, go on, do it, do it. So you you shake it all. This is called a dirty dump. Excuse me. It is. It is. My friend Jonathan Lynn told me just do a dirty dump. You don't have to strain anything because you're not using all kinds of weird ingredients just yet. Just dirty dump it. The ice is now sort of crushed up a little bit. Take yourself a nice straw. I took a, a lime wedge and I just shoved the straw through it. Well, that's kind of cute. Look at this. Now this is your a good old delicious everyday margarita. Oh, salt or no salt? Let's talk about this for a second. It's no salt. Listen, I understand that some of you like the taste of salt. We've talked a lot about salt just now with the guacamole. You don't want to spend this much time making a cocktail that's balanced in flavor, and then every time you touch your lips to it, all you get is salt all over your face. Listen, I love salt. I'm not anti-salt. You just saw more salt. But if that's the case, then I would recommend you do a, some serious mixology, and you take some salty syrup, and you add it as a thing so that you're very aware of the salt content that's happening inside this. Mixology is like modern-day alchemy. We're not making just a thing that you're gonna drink and get pukey on. This is something that you wanna experience and cherish. So cheers, this is drink number one of two. This is our dirty dump margarita. May the fourth be And what I just did while he was talking about that is I juiced a bunch of clementines I had left over in the fridge. I don't drink alcohol and I like to make uh, mocktails for my kids and myself. So I uh, juiced some clementines, one lime, I poured a little simple syrup in there. Oh my darling. And a little bit of grapefruit Perrier. Oh my darling. You could do it with any sort of, there's also the aqua fresca uh, recipes in my book that are quite delicious. But this is a really nice, refreshing sort of clementine, citrus, lime, aqua fresca. Sounds a little, oh. lot of questions out there about mocktail versions of margaritas. So there you have it. Hey, hey, Neil, have you bartended before? You have some, some good finesse um, so, behind there. Hobby. I love magic and I love uh, systems and I love um, I love uh, making little steps in a larger process. 
So Dave knew this, and I and I like a good uh, drink, and so he he bought me from his <laughs> friend Jonathan Lynn from a restaurant called Crown Chai, which uh, is not open as is any restaurant. Uh, he's a fantastic uh, mixologist, and I got four um, sessions with it, a couple hour sessions where we covered different spirits and different drinks within each spirit. So I'm passionate about a couple things in this world, but I like the precision of adding, should we add some bitters and how does that change the drink? And should we add, should we pour it in this cup or that cup? It's, it's really one of the best gifts I've ever given him because when I'm doing the food, yeah, I can just say, take care of the bar, take care of the wine, take care of the drinks and he's got it. Yeah. Awesome. Shout out to everyone uh, making drinks at home at, uh, I'm in the Midwest here, so 2.15 on a Monday afternoon, it's going to make this, make this week feel real nice. Oh. <laughs> um, awesome. Nice job with that. Uh, Neil. Margarita or should we go on to the, the nacho? Why don't you make nacho and then I'll, and then I'll, uh, I'll finish up with the nicer one. That's probably a, a sweet way to send off with a toast. That sounds good. You want to do a little uh, roll call of ingredients for the nacho burritos, yeah, David, and some equipment? Guacamole, huh? Okay. Yeah, have a bite. Have a, have a snack. Have a, have a sip, everyone. Have a sip of your margarita. I see a lot of people, they were juicing their limes and shaking their drinks at home. So hopefully yours turned out just as delicious or if not a little more delicious than theirs, maybe. Who knows? Um, okay, so have, have a chip and, and we'll move along. I've got one small diced onion. Mm. Diced. I already diced this. I've got... Uh, half a teaspoon of oregano. Uh, you can use, now I'm going to show you a really cool thing, uh, but if you guys have ground cumin, it's a teaspoon of ground cumin, a teaspoon of ground coriander, two teaspoons of chili powder, and a adobe chili, a chipotle chili and adobe. I adobo. chopped adobo, and then I chopped this up. Adobe is clay. Um, yeah, you know what? Well, some people eat clay. I've got um, one four and a half ounce can of fire roasted tomato. This is diced. You can use crushed. You can use regular tomatoes. Um, you can use tomato sauce. I just like the fire roasted because it gives it a bit of a char, sort of smoky flavor to this uh, ground beef. I've got um, a pound of ground beef. I've got sour cream here. I've got shredded lettuce. I've got tomato, I've got shredded cheese, and I've got chips plus 10-inch flour tortillas. Nice. Uh, A true staple at our house, the flour tortilla. Canola oil. I'm going to start. Get this pan nice and hot. What's a canola? Oh, what's a canola with you? Boom, that's three. That's three. Quick time. So, yep. I'm going to start with my... Finely diced onion, which I showed you how to do. Maybe you've already done it. Uh, I'm putting the, getting this pan nice and hot. I am putting canola oil in the pan. We're going rogue, babies. Nice and hot. We're going to add in this onion. Oh, it sizzle. It wasn't hot enough. All right. That's fine. You're hot enough. Oh. All right, so what I also like to do with my onion is I like to salt it right away because it sort of releases all of the, the flavors and releases the, it sweats it easier. 
But this is a really good trick. Why don't we add enough oil in there? There we go. How do you know if you have enough oil or not? It's just not, it's not sticking. Now it's, now it's better. Not sticking? I mean, it's stick, if it sticks, it's not enough. Ah, uh, I see. Got it. So then I like to do this. This is a cool trick. So I just put a splash of water in there like that, and it sweats the onions. A little, oh. A little bit more, and it just like breaks it. It breaks it down a little faster. So we're gonna let that go. Uh, let me get a spatula or a wooden spoon, and we're gonna let this go for a couple of minutes. What's a spatula? I don't know. What's a spatula with you? That wasn't as funny the first time. Oh, you know what? I think I used the. Yeah. I did. What? I used, I was only supposed to put one garlic clove in the guacamole and I put three and I used my three garlic cloves that I was supposed to put in here. It, it was punchy. Woo. Right. So why don't we wait? David, you studied musical theater at the University of Michigan. Why don't we do a little mime work? And you can do a little mime work of cutting an onion or a, some garlic and putting, oh, you have garlic. I have garlic. Oh. I thought you, no. I well, like that well, idea though. That would have been so fun to see. As this is going, give a little flip if you need to. As this is going, I'm just going to chew this garlic really fast. Press down like I'm doing heart surgery here. One, two, three. Nice. Smash this guy up. We're going to get this going very fast. Very our sink is. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, I'm gonna need this knife too. So if you're doing hey, David it, and Neil, do the uh, do the kids help you cook when we are when you all are at home? Uh, yeah, they do help. It's we get kind of enthusiastic and a little bit uh, excitable, and so they help, and then they they look at us like this, and then they sort of leave. Oh, speaking of, here's one of our our little littles right now. Hey. We're doing a Zoom thing. You want to say hey? You want to help make some nacho burritos? This is Harper. Hi. What up? Hi, Harper. Hi. And we're just asking if uh, if you cook with us ever, and uh, what you think of cooking. What are I we... like cooking. I like cooking. Uh... What do we make that you really like? What's your favorite thing to eat that they make? Well, eat probably poke bowl. Yum. But my favorite thing to make with the well, make by myself at my dad's house. Pancakes? She's got a wicked good pancake recipe. She sure does. I'm gonna go because my daddy wants me to play. Uh, that's see, that's about how it goes. Is we'll uh, we'll say let's get started. We'll get about a good 65, 70 seconds, and then it's an hour and a half of what? Well, you you said that you would help us out. But what did Gideon make yesterday? That was so, what did Gideon make that was so delicious? Oh, he made the best pretzel bread. Oh my gosh! This, what's, it, what's it called? America's Test Kitchen Kids. So they get a, it's like a subscription box. So you have like the science kits and stuff. America's Test Kitchen every month sends you an awesome box that is one's focused on, one's focused on salt and they do salt experiments. You can do, what's And this one was yeast. And they learned how to make pretzel rolls. And dudes, they were so delightful. And right? We yeah. loved them. And they had a little cross, a little X. Sounds delicious. 
Okay. For more what? Do you want to take a little bowl? Nice. Why don't you go take a little bowl? To your brother. Don't take you don't take the whole bowl. Is there something that you love to eat that your brother hates or that your brother loves that you hate? There's not many things that Gideon doesn't like. Uh, sorry, the question was for Harper. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I was like, hate bananas or either, um, do my brother eat pig ears? I don't like pig ears. Pig ears. Do you like pig ears? Yeah. Those are gnarly. What do you love to eat? Sushi. Yeah. Ramen. Yeah. Bubble tea. Um, ice cream, ice cream sandwiches. Yeah. What's your favorite kind of ice cream? Yep. What's your favorite kind of ice cream? Oh, what did you have the other day that was a mind blowing? It's there's a, um an ice cream called Pot of Gold. Pots of Gold. And it's literally vanilla ice cream in lucky drops. So it's so oh, my drop. Walk away. Straw <laughs> is the, the hot new ice cream out right now. And uh, they do a, you know, cereal milk, like Christina Tosi does a cereal milk, but she does a cereal milk. They do a cereal milk Lucky Charm, so they, they soak it in the Lucky Charm cereal, and then they add in the milk and, and then all of the marshmallows. So now we've done our garlic. Yes, right queen. Going in. Boom. Garlic plus yeah. onion garlic equals plus onion. smell good. <laughs> So garlic cooks really fast. You want to do medium, medium heat too. So where's my phone? Okay, that's good hygiene right there. <laughs> At least we don't have dogs. Oh wait. Let <laughs> me so do that trick again. Just so a little, little bit of water. Cook that. And now, once this is gonna cook, start cooking, we're gonna add in our ground beef. My Steadicam skills are solid, dude. Oh, the computer. No what? kidding, my bicep is hurting, but it hashtag looks, guns. It looks fantastic. Thank you, honey. Go on. So I've got some ground beef. I got about a pound, you can do a little bit more. I always like double batching food. I always like making lots so I can you know, I'll do a double batch of this and eat, like, eat half of it and then eat uh, half of it in the freezer for another time. So you come home from work or you have a hard day and you don't really want to cook, so you thaw out some, some taco meat. Sometimes he calls me a double batch. What do you mean by that? Double batch. Oh, double batch. Right. Nice. Uh, so I'm going to take the ground beef. I'm going to slowly crumple it up. I like to take it in little batches because then you don't have, it's an easier time making uh, ground beef as opposed to having to do big giant chunks in there. So I start with that and then I, nice and brown. Oh, man, now, the good thing about this is that you can use ground turkey. Play which project? Play which project? You can use ground pork. Um, my husband's a ground beef fan, so that's sort of usually what we have. But with the ground Ooh. turkey, it's really nice because you don't have to drain it. It's a little healthier. So this is a more decadent for Cinco de Mayo, but uh, for like a weekday, regular Taco Tuesday, we probably use... Uh, Probably use a regular a, a ground turkey, right? Yeah. yeah, with the ground beef, what you find that you have to do is that is you have, once it's brown, you have to take a, a teaspoon or something and sort of drip out all the extra fat. Otherwise, it, when you're eating the tacos or the burritos, it all drips out the bottom. 
No one likes anything that drips out of the bottom. You also could get like a ground sirloin with the fat content is less, you know? For that. Yeah, healthier. That's what I meant. I meant to say healthier. Ah, that's what you meant. (laughs) What are your thoughts on uh, any of the plant-based? Healthier on TV. They always say a better choice. Yes, it's a better choice. Because people can claim that this is healthy and eat four four pounds of, of, of ground turkey. And they said, well... Dude, we filmed a documentary called Super Size Me where I ate nacho burritos every day. I am in like Flynn. <laughs> Any thoughts on the plant-based meats or veggie substitutes? Yeah, the Impossible Burger stuff is not so bad. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily that much better for you. I mean, it's better for the environment, but it's got so much sodium and a lot of other, a lot of other um, ingredients that it's not, when you put them next to each other, it's not very good for you. All right, let me push back on that because there are some people who would love to eat this, but uh, they don't eat meat. Yeah. So, what would some... you say is a, a is an alternative instead of impossible burger meat? Do oh uh, well, I don't think. I mean, you could do. Be a I mushroom. Mean, a, you could do tons of mushrooms would be great. Eggplant. You could do a whole uh, jackfruit. What'd you call me? People use jackfruit a lot. They make barbecue out of it. That's a good alternative. Maybe maybe beans. Oh, beans! Yeah, beans. of course, it's Mexican. Tofu, tofu. There yeah. you go. It's a little California. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We lived in California for many a year ago. Brown. We're gonna drain this. And so we have the garlic, we have the oil, garlic, and onions in the pan. We sauteed out, added the ground beef, and we're kind of just mixing and, and chopping to get that ground beef yeah, taco. Going, I'm just going to show you how to... Oh, I have the onion uh, oven going at 375. All right, turn your oven on, 375. And what I'm going to do with this, the uh, while this is going, I'm going to show you how to cook our spices. So I've got whole coriander and whole cumin. We're going to toast this up in the back. You can put this in the oven. I think in the recipe I say put it in the oven for a couple of minutes till fragrant, but we're just going to do it on the stove top so I can see it. So I'm not doing too many things at once. Once I start doing too many things at once, that's when things all go wrong. But wait, if it's acceptable to do this, why would you put it in the oven? Why would it? Because we're already using the oven. Ah. And we could use the same pan. Oh. Yeah, we use the water. same pan for the nachos, so... So, um, I've got these spices toasting. Now, I have a spice grinder. This is like a coffee grinder or a spice grinder. Or you can use a mortar and pestle, which is great. This is a really great tool. And boys love to smash. Like, they love to get in there and make a big deal with, like, smashing all. So, you can have them sit you can give them your spices and they can just smash them when you're ready. Our girl loves to spice some smash, smash some. Mice girls. It's not just boys, dude. Well, getting, she, that's not a he job. He's a bit like a Hulk. He goes, ah, oh, yeah, must she smash around. things. She likes setting the table. I mean, I'm just saying our, our boy. I'm it's not weird. We raise them so gender neutral. We raise our kids, like literally not blue and pink. But like not like having the conversations. She wants to dress up, do jazz hands, play with dolls. He wants to punch people in the throat. 
and pull and break and damage things and make. He has a punchable. I mean, but he's got this like aggressive, like must D and D raw destroy things streak. Oh, so, look at Spike. This is nice. Hi, Spike. What? Hi, hey, Spike. Buddy. This is our new puppy. Hey, how are you? Hey, we're just making, we're, we're on Zoom, and we're making a whole bunch of uh, nacho burritos, and we're just going to, we should carry on. Oh, that's a good shot of your father. Okay, we're back up here. So I put him in the spice grinder. Boom. Booyah, gasha. I'm just going to zip this up. Now, I like I like toasting my own spices. I really think it gives a much better uh, heightened taste as opposed to just using ground spices. I mean, if you have ground spices, it's fine. But this is another this is another tip that sort of kicks it up a notch. Like people will really not know what you did differently, but you'll know that you took the extra time to toast your spices yourself and then brown them whole, which they're much more fresh that way. And if I may, weirdly cost-effective. If yeah. you have a little bit of extra time, you can go to a store and buy no, all No, not time. Ah, nice. Coriander and, and, and If you have a little bit of extra coriander and cumin, then uh, then you don't have to buy the stuff like this in the, and, and keep it in the shelf for three years, and then it loses its, its, its uh, potency. And this is a really cool- And it tastes better. See. You can see when it's done. It's not dumb, it just didn't go to much schooling. Okay, I think we're ready. This is brown. I'm going wow. to kick it out. Let me know though. if you want me to make my second drink while you're if you're doing stuff. No, this is kind of involved, no? Yeah, yeah super involved. But so just, if you find I've yourself... got just a mason jar here that I like to drip it into. Oh. I take the back of the spoon. This is fun. So you're draining some excess oil there? Yeah, just drain the excess oil. You know, it's this is a great anyone wants to screenshot. Now would be the time because wow, I mean, if you ever wanted a keepsake from this, this is good wallpaper. This is this is a good wallpaper <laughs> or a screensaver <laughs> for work. This is dripping uh, beef juice into a jug. Hey, David, the spices, you toasted those in a dry skillet. Is that correct? I did. No, there's no oil in it. Or you could just do it in the oven. So there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of fat in there. But look at how much I drained. I mean, that's a... Ew. Would you like your second cocktail? Yes, please. I found my unctuousness. So now we're ready to put our spices in. We've got, this is what we got. Two teaspoons of chili powder. Nice. Oh, also, I forgot the best ingredient. Salt. Oh. Let's add some salt. I was going to say edibles. And that'll be my first round of salt. We've got half a teaspoon of Mexican oregano. We've got our dry spices. Once we, oh, a little bit more here. Yeah, I can shake too. Yeah, man. Kids like doing this as well. Kids like, you know, playing with machines and buttons and and such. All right, and they go. And they go. But smell the how, mm. smell how different that is. Nice. If I hadn't had those three nose jobs, I I would have it would smell, I'm sure it would smell wonderfully. <laughs> 
So we'll get that going. Nice and around. Just, nope, try to not get it out of the pan. For those of you who just bought the spices and are, took, took a bathroom break, we're just putting the spices into the, into the paper. Okay, so that's going. And now we're gonna add our, we're gonna add our chipotle. And you can do, you can do more than just one. It tend, chipotles tend to be very spicy, so my kids, I mean, they, they can deal with some spice, but not too much. Yeah, we're trying to teach them a little, to, to like spice a little bit more. It worked well with the wasabi. They're big fans of the sushi. Um, pure proteins and such. Uh, I'm trying to get them into the jalapeno spice more. We've got our, our fire roasted tomatoes. Mm. Mix that together. Now mix this together. Now, at this point, I, you know what? I think I'd add, I didn't put it in the recipe, but I think I'd add a little bit of water, uh, maybe half a can, just to sort of let it incorporate a little bit more, let it sit in its own juices and come to. So I'll let it that. simmer. Don't do that too much, hon, because we're going to have to turn this around quick, and we're not going to have time to like let it, oh, and here it goes. Look well, at look that. at this. So that's going to simmer. Look at him. And watch this magic. Yep. So you added a little water to I that about a half uh, can, a can of water, and then I let it come up to a boil and let it just cook down. So over time, it's going to look like. Dun 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 dun. So it's gotten nice and thick. Oh 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 oh! Look how fast it's that goes. Oh, that looks good. So so cook it down. And if you know this is we're, we're making we're making burritos, so ground beef, tomatoes, herbs, whatever you whatever you feel. David, did you drain the the can of tomatoes? Did you drain it at all, or did you add the whole thing? I added all all of the juices, the juice and everything. Okay. Yeah. Hatch red and green chili Christmas style. That's a shout out to the New Mexicans. There's two. You can you can do things with the with the chili. You can have the red chili or the green chili. And then everyone asks when you have enchiladas or burritos or something, they'll say, would you like that with red sauce or green sauce? And you have uh, like locals have a special code, which is Christmas, which means red and green together on the same thing. So you can get the best of both worlds. It's like going to in and out burger and, and asking like the special secret things on the menu, which I'm not sure they are. So now okay. we're going to build oh, our oh, oh. burritos, right? Neil? Yeah. Now, this is Neil's thing. I, I didn't come up with this idea. Who wants to eat a regular burrito? No, not me. Not me. That's simple. That's a tortilla and some stuff inside. Who doesn't love nachos? Who not doesn't me? love nachos? Who, who, if you're in that place where you want a burrito and you want nachos? Yes, we have triangulated <laughs> burrito, nacho, and guacamole in a way that you will look. Here's my problem with nachos. I love them. Here's my other problem with nachos. They're really only super delicious for about three and a half minutes. And then the temperature changes and the cheese gets kind of meh. And then if you're using cheese whizzy sauce, then that seems weird. And so I'm confused about the nacho. I eat them like a lot of nacho. I, if when I'm down and it's 1230 and drag race is over and I'm, I'm bent, I'll just make some nachos in the microwave. 
and then I'll deal with the repercussions. In doing so, I realize that you wind up with this big single piece of sort of half, like, like warm nacha, which is still good. It's just not super effective. So sort of stick together. Why don't we put some of that inside the burrito, dudes? So watch this. Watch this action. So we've got about a half a bag of tortilla chips. Oh, nice. And it really doesn't matter if they're, like, these are kind of broken up, but that's kind of good, right? Save the good ones. For the this is going to make about six, four to six, depending on how big you want them. Add some cheese. Sheet pan, you could cut them, put parchment paper on there, so, or, or, or uh, aluminum foil or something, so it's easier to clean up. You don't have to deal with the, with the Crusty cheese. You're just adding the um, beef onto it, beef mix right on top. And all that all that beef oil too is gonna soak into the chips, which is gonna be really delicious. We are again entering very tenuous territory because some people have strong opinions about nachos. Round chips, triangle chips, store-bought chips, homemade chips. Do you, what are they doing do you stack them? Do you a do chip? a small whole chip is like, like a mini torta or something? Yeah. It's not a torta, I just thought I was being impressive. You can make layers of chips, or you can make one big thing. With the nacho burrito, it all goes inside the burrito. So you're getting the same nacho benefit in a burrito shell. It's like when Taco Bell made the cheesy gordita crunch, mm, so which was a hard shell taco filled with stuff. Then they took a soft flour tortilla, <laughs> and put warm cheese on it and wrapped the hard shell in the soft shell. What? I'm glad you think that's as genius as I did. Yeah, they, they sort of jumped the shark with the Doritos, which are amazing, but it sort of feels like we're- Yeah, I want my Doritos just Doritos. I don't want a whole meal out of it. Okay, so right. broil this action, right? 375. Oh, don't boil it. 375, yo, wait, do that again. 375. Steady cam. Or until the, the, oh, where's the light? Oh, where's the light? Light. It's broken. That's right. That's that one. No, it's broken. Oh, it's broken. Good job, Wolf. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, it's not Wolf. Here you go. All right. Ow. Okay. Nice. I'm like, or you could broil it if you like. I All mean, right, that's going. So we got our nachos. We got some beef nachos essentially going. Now we're going to just so, mix that all up in a tortilla. And here's what, here's what happens. Are we going too fast for those in the kitchen? I think you're good. I'll take a peek at some people here cooking. You all right in the kitchen? Can I have I a, see, a, 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 a cheers if we're- I, if, see, I if can see people, I see people sipping margaritas. Yes, yes, okay. And I see people opening their tortilla packages. Yeah, looking good. So what I've done is I've meased out the tomato with our barrel roll. Barrel roll. I've meased out some shredded lettuce. Shredded lettuce. I've meased out some- <laughs> Uh, some sour cream. Now we're just putting stuff in the burrito. Right. That's really noisy. Okay, now you're just putting some in the burritos. Right, so I've got the tennis tortillas. Neil, do you want to talk to me about this? I do. I'll do the steady can part of that this time if you want. Good luck, player. Tortillas come in packages. Oh, boy. Tortillas come in packages. They usually come out of the fridge. Uh, what's the best way to uh, to to heat this up in an effective way? I'll show you. 
it's hard to do on one of your electric ranges. So assuming that you have the ability of a fire, that's the only thing I want. Turn it up to like a medium. I can't be showing how filthy this okay, is. Okay, you're filming. Oh, I'm filming. Okay, sorry. I'm just cleaning too. Yeah, you have to. Cleaning and filming. Okay. They've had a margarita already. So okay. all you this, is, this is real. You're good. This is real. Yeah. Real stuff. You have to look and see what you're looking Oh, okay, okay. Okay. So take the tortilla. You want to set it. I'm over here. Come on. Get the fire too. Yeah. Hi. Okay. So you want to set the tortilla just on there straight up like that, but be careful and move it around a little bit. You can don't use tongs too. Don't you could use tongs, but just don't, don't set it on there for too long. Just keep it on there and then check it. It's getting a little brown. I like a little char on mine. Turned on the other side. I wouldn't recommend the kids doing this job. Now, if you do this back and forth, like three or four times, a the thing's going to heat up. B it's going to char get a little char action, and see it's sort of... Charo. You can see it sort of... Bubbling. Bubble up. That's good on that side. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Oh, you got a piece on the... Thank you. Oh, that's a bad that's thing? Good. Okay. Oh. Now, take this worth a plate. Ow! Yeah! Okay. Now, put it on a plate. You've got your hot, fantastically warm tortilla. Uh, Is it ready? Add the, we're going to... Oh. Almost. Oh, Just kick it up a little. Jump the gun a little bit. Okay, so we would normally add that first and the other stuff later. Should we just reverse the order and do the? We can we can hang out. Sure. Hang out Never. for a minute. Matcha at the end. Sure. I mean, I feel like no. We, it's gonna be ready in two seconds. Okay, I'm over here. All right, I'm gonna put it back because okay. this is a terrible job. I hate it. I'm not gonna do it. You kind of have to look at what you're filming. Mm. All right. I got it. It's it's fine. Let me just do the cooking. All right, so we have a, a warmed tortilla. This is a, a great way if you wanted to make something quick. You can add some uh, shredded cheese straight away to it, and then a little melty, a little melty. Fold it up, have a little thick. Can we just? We should do that last minute. Okay, cool. Do you want me to do the drink while that? The other drink while that goes. That's okay. I think it's gonna be fine. Okay. okay. We're just showing how to do one. Come on. This is kind of a long. I don't want to burn my hands. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me show you a variation on the margarita while he does that. It's ready, it's ready, it's ready! So nice, melty, cheesy. Look at this, look at this. How do you not just eat that whole pan right now? What? How do you not just eat that whole pan right now? Truth, truth, you could just straight up go for the nachos, but we wanted to do this. So cut this into six pieces usually. Like. Enough, like a burrito-sized piece, depending on your tortilla. You want to add the, this is a carb lover's dream. That's I crunch. cannot wait to make this. You're going to add the crunch of the tortilla chips and you have the beef. We're going to cover it with a little extra cheese. We're going to add some sour cream. Don't put sour cream on top of it because you're going to roll this sucker up. Mm -hmm. Put it onto the side of it and then just spread it. Because don't worry, it's all going to become a, 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 a barrel. Do you want like, guacamole on it? Oh, man. Do I want guacamole on it? To the other side. You've never oh, said oh. anything better. I'm going to put it on top. I'm going to add a little tomato. Cilantro. We have cilantro. I'm going to add too. a little lettuce. If I had some nacho cheese Doritos, I might add some of those. I already have a chip. All right, here's the little secret to, to uh, rolling this up. When you put the stuff on, I probably put too much stuff on because I'm being excited. Leave about a third of the tortilla. Don't put it all the way over. Leave about a third of it. 
You really want to only want to make this middle part. Then lift that up like a diaper. All right. Fold over one half and like a swaddle, just wrap it around itself. Capiche? Now you've got a burrito that won't pour out at the end, and you've got this delicious, crunchy, meaty uh, goodness. If you want to go even further, you could put this on a flat top, and you could you could press it and heat it up. If you're waiting for people, you want to make multiples. But if you're making just one for yourself, here, take it right out. I mean, a nacho burrito, dudes. May the force be with you. That looks delicious. Because sometimes I feel like burritos lack a crunch. Mm -hmm. What are you going to add? You're going to add lettuce for the crunch? I, know, I should have added a little more meat. Um, while you finish chewing, but did you want to show us, I've heard about this variation on a margarita. Did you want to go back to that, Neil? Yeah, we can go back to it. It's not that big a deal. I just thought, instead of doing a dirty dump margarita, which I feel like everyone's able to do, you can, you can zhuzh it up a little bit. And as I said, I was just in Oaxaca, Mexico, which I can't recommend enough. It is just such a super trip. Um, mezcal is made from uh, uh, agave. And um, all uh, tequila is a type of mezcal. It doesn't work the other way around. Mezcal is not a type of tequila. And you can only uh, get mezcal in this one region in Mexico. And, there's, and they're essentially agave plants. They're a cacti, essentially. And so I'm close this. And so there's all these different types of amazing plants. It's very botanical. And, so, and they take, some of them take 15 years to fully blossom before they take them, break them down, put them in usually in a pit, cover the pit with, and let it smoke for days and days, take them out. They're sort of caramelized and put them together as a big giant rock uh, circle thing that goes around and mashes it and they put it into big giant jugs. They break it down. It's a pretty phenomenal process. So I thought we could make one and honor mezcal a little bit. It's just a variation on what we did, but it'll be a little bit better way to do it. This is an espadín. That's kind of the one that's most commonly used, but you have your uh, tobola. Montalobos is a great. I'm gonna use this sombra. It's a joven. It's a good, uh, a good brand. Also, because of the distillation process of the mezcal, it's stronger. So, that could be good, off dangerous, because if you ask for mezcal in your margarita, it's gonna really be a lot stronger. Let's see that the proof difference. So for this one, say the Montalobos, this Pobola is 46.8% alcohol compared to tequila's, not 40%, all right, not super stronger, but you get my point. Also brings out some interesting uh, additional flavors. So we'll make one, with a different glass and be a little more mixological about it. I'm gonna do the same thing again, quarter ounce of soap syrup. And then I'm gonna do three quarters of an ounce this time of, that'll be good, Dave. Let's do some quantum. Oh, nice, yeah. Mm. All I'm going to do a Luxardo Maraschino and make it a little like smoky cherry, a smoked cherry. 
That's nice. Kind of like margarita when you get the float, the float on the top. Of what? Grand Marnier? Yeah. I, I could do that. I always drank those. I drank a lot of those in one today. I just did three quarters of an ounce when I was supposed to do a half an ounce. So I'm going to pour a little away. All right. So there's our three quarters of an ounce. Wait, another three quarters of an ounce of not that. Lime juice. It's our friend. All right. Where are we? Where are we math-wise? We're at one and one half ounce. So we need two more ounces to make three and a half ounces. I say this a lot because if you go buy fun glasses, coupe glasses, uh, small little box glasses and things, it's pretty much made for a, a, a three ounce pour, right? So we need two ounces of the Sombra Mezcal. Ah, it smells good. We're gonna add some ice. Add, since you have two of these, add ice to the other one so that you don't splash everywhere. Put it together. Give it a shake away. All right. That's very good. Oh, I didn't bring the bitter. Okay. You want me to go grab it? No. Here's another thing that you want to do if you're using, uh, if you're making awesome drinks, buy some of these. They're rubber. They make these great cubes. Super easy. This is a great cube of ice for an old-fashioned drink or any other thing. You can just track them down. Amazon, whatever, Cocktail Kingdom, super smart. And then you can take, this is from Cocktail Kingdom. That's a great shape. And you can crack it up and make larger pieces of ice. Bring that here, get my strainer. We're not dirty dumping mezcal, baby. Where is it? I don't know. Where's my strainer? Did you not bring it? I brought it. Fly on the play. David, take it away. Um, so we've got our burritos. We've done our tequila. We've done our uh, guacamole. This was really good. I, I think I'm gonna make some more. Another really good thing to do uh, for dessert is fry flour tortilla chips and and sprinkle cinnamon sugar on them. That's a really easy thing to do for a dessert. Okay. Okay, we're shaking this up. We have the Hawthorne strainer. I think this is a Hawthorne strainer. Not sure. Awesome cubes. You don't want to use the nasty ice. Use the pretty ice. Pour that up. Wait, we need something else, Dave. A garnish. A garnish. Do you have um? Do you have piva? I do. Let me show you a cool thing you can do with piva. Very fast. Okay, hey, Neil, if we see a close up, uh, a close up of that mezcal bottle. Sombra. Just a regular piva. This is terrific. The bottle's cool, right? The label you can see it through the. I like sombra a lot. Mandalos is fantastic. I went and, and, and went to their place and they were the nicest people. And it's legitimately family, generational families of people. Mezcal is such a tricky and interesting dynamic because people's love of mezcal ebbs and flows. And as people want mezcal, they make, they, 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 all, they use up all the mezcal and it's expensive, but then all of a sudden there's no mezcal. And so everyone makes mezcal, they plant the plants, but it takes a generation for those plants to become usable. And so then there's no mezcal and everyone get, loses interest. And then by the time 
everyone's disinterested in it. There's tons of mezcal, so the price drops down. So it's a very, everyone's trying to figure out how to use it. I think it's fantastic. It's, it's great. Anyway, take a, take a lime and a simple zester. I mean, a, what is this, a peeler? Peeler. And just peel it lightly. Don't go too crazy. You don't want much of the, the pit, the, the white part. Right? And you wind up with something like this. If you went too deep, you could take a knife, like a fillet knife, and just kind of take out the middle part. You don't need to. No, you don't. Then, how can you see this? Uh, I'll do it. I'll be the cameraman. All right. Good luck, Claire. This is just to look a little bit fancier. So you've got, there you go. You got this here. Where are you? There you are. Uh, just trim off the edges on both sides. Simple, simple. And you wind up with a really nice looking little garnish. You can make these ahead of time. Give it a bit of a twist. Follow me, follow my voice. Put it inside the drink, just like that. Dudes, this Ooh. is a mezcalerita. I'd buy that. You don't have to buy it, you can make it now. And True. tomorrow, may the fifth be with you. May the Cinco fifth be Mayo. Awesome. Um, thank you all again for your support. Have a great day, David, Neil. Bless you guys, thank you so much. Peace. Thank you. Let's eat. Whether you just listen for fun or you actually cooked along with us, we thank you. If you did cook this recipe, take a pic and tag it with hashtag CookTracks. Let us know how it came out because we want to see it. Keep up to date with us on Instagram at CookTracks or at CookTracks.com. CookTracks is cooked up by my friends, Cappy, Ian Cohen, and Charlie DiGiello. And sometimes they let me... Rachel Ray help out too with editing from Joel Yeaton. Music has been composed by Jeffrey David Coldford. Please rate and review or subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Cook Tracks. We've got your back in the kitchen.